an athlete has the innate ability to you know beat adversity has the grit and determination that no matter what odds there are they're going to find a way to win welcome to positive find us on twitter at posi the number two ive this bi-weekly podcast is for active investors and founders just like you focused on venture scale positive impacts I'm your host, Zach Len, an angel investor in the private capital markets here in sunny SoCal. Today's guests are Andre Fluellen and Brian Zwerner, co-founders of Beyond the Game Network, headquartered in Atlanta. This episode will include three sections. First, impacted. Next, odds of success. And last, future of entertainment. Welcome to the show, Andre and Brian. Hey, thanks for having us on. Absolutely. Thanks. It's my pleasure. I'm really excited for the show. I think our listeners are going to learn a lot about the, the sports and entertainment field. And I'm really excited to learn more about both of you, really. So let's just get started. Can you tell me about each of your backgrounds and kind of what led you to uh, starting this organization? Sure. Brian, I'll start it off. My name is Andre Flew Ellen again. I played uh, eight years in the NFL, most of my career with the Detroit Lions. And uh, I would say the Detroit Lions was, I have verifiable proof, was the best team right in the NFL when I played. Believe it or not, I got proof of this too. <laughs> uh, so when I got drafted in 2008 because of what I did on the field, the Detroit Lions had the first perfect season in NFL history. I think that deserves a round of applause from wow, everybody. Yes, because indeed. of what I did, Detroit Lions won a perfect 0-16. We lost perfectly that year. Lost better than anybody in wait, NFL history. Wait, wait. Did you say and, uh, you lost better than <laughs> Because of all of that, I had to think elsewhere or otherwise about what I should be doing with my next career because, man, you, you lose every game. You uh, you got to start thinking about some other things. So, um. Oh. As I was in the locker room, I realized even though we're in the city of Detroit, you know, we have uh, there's still 53 of the most influential people in the city on that team, in that locker room. And only thing we did together was play a game and play a game badly, as as I may add. But um, so I started thinking elsewhere, like, well, why are we only playing a game? Like, why are we only coming together on the field? And then when the game is over with, we disperse. So I started thinking, like, well, what can we do together? Like, could we, you know, could we do business together? Could we give out turkeys on Thanksgiving together? And I really tried to mobilize that in the locker room my third year in the NFL. I really did. Uh, But one thing about NFL players, which is how it's supposed to be, man, when guys are focused on football, they're focused on football and not much else. So but that desire stuck with me and I, I wanted to do something with athletes but i realized that one things that athletes had was influence but the one thing they didn't have was business experience and so what i had to do was i had to find business leaders to be able to join with our influence to be able to do things in the business world and that's kind of uh the idea or the genesis of beyond the game network it really started at that moment in the locker room when i saw all these influential guys, but yet we weren't doing things together collectively as a team. And I'll let Brian talk a little bit more about how Beyond the Game was actually formed. Love the, love the story. Thank you. Absolutely, Andre. Yeah, we. Uh, I spent 20 years in capital markets, investment banking roles in the U.S. and overseas for a bit before moving down here to Atlanta. Um, I ran a couple of startups. The first was a, a fintech-enabled healthcare lender. We had a partial exit on that, sold a controlling stake. And in 2017, I decided I wanted to do something more fun in the sports space. And I started a company here in Atlanta called Sportal. That was a high school sports uh, media and tech company. We had some tech products for the youth sports markets, and we ended up building out a media company covering high school sports in Georgia. 
Andre and I got connected through a mutual friend, Anthony Flynn, who ended up being our third partner in Beyond the Game. And we were running around every Friday night doing live stream broadcasts of high school football back in 2018. Andre and I were in the booth. I was the play-by-play man, and he was the color commentator. And we had a lot of fun out there interacting with the community and, and bringing live football to the Georgia football fans. And that was kind of how we first met and got started working together. And when Andre started telling me his idea about bringing together athletes with seasoned business and tech and finance execs, uh, it all sort of clicked for us at the end of 2018. Unbelievable. I, I love it. And both of, you, both of you are so excited and passionate. It's really wonderful to to, to have a, a team on the show who, who really is aligned on positive impact. Um, so let's move right into um, the first section on Impacted. Can you tell us more about the organization overall? Uh, you've, t- you've let us know a little bit about the origin story, but just more or less kind of what has the experience been like? Yeah, yeah I'll I jump think, on that. On, oh, go ahead, yeah, Andre. <laughs> yeah, no, Brian, I was going to say, I think uh, you'll be a good one to kind of start, start on this one. Yeah, well, you know, Zeka, what we did was we pulled together this big group of former pro athletes, over 30 former pros, mostly NFL players, but uh, some men's and women's athletes from basketball, soccer and track professional leagues as well with a big group of business execs. And we started to think about how could we best engage that group in the in the broader ecosystem. And so what we found upon pretty quickly was that we wanted to work with earlier stage startups in areas where having athletes involved could really power the businesses. We started talking to startups in sports and in media and esports and gaming and in fitness and health and wellness. And it was an awesome experience. And we'll talk more about that, I'm sure, later in the show. We've made 15 investments over the last three years. But what became really, really obvious to us very early in that process was that the vast majority of the startups that were getting funded all looked the same. They all had white male founders. And it was really frustrating for us coming from a group that is deep majority minority. Uh, Almost all the athletes in our group are minorities or women or both. And it was very hard to see that in the um, in the community, in the startup community that was getting funded by venture. And, and even worse, we kept meeting over and over again with founders, a founding team with two white male founders who managed to have a couple hundred thousand dollars in early friends and family capital yeah, yeah. and founders who didn't look like that, women, minorities or otherwise. And uh, and they just couldn't get that starting footing. And so it was really frustrating for us. And we really felt like our athlete community could get behind a different a different look and a different way. And that was kind of the birth of what we now call impacted E N pacted impact entrepreneurship. <laughs> oh, I see the combination. That's really nice. I, I love the name. It's, it's, it's really, uh, it's, it's punchy and it's really nice. Um, so I'll also, you're focusing on social impact and kind of c- closing where it seems to be a gap. It seems like in the very earliest stage, there's, there's this funding sort of gap for people that are super ambitious, building something amazing, but they just don't have kind of that network. Yeah, I would say, um, you know, one of the things, especially from my end, um, as you know, being a minority is a lot of the minority entrepreneurs that I've run into believe that diversity actually means almost minority only. And that's kind of like the picture that's being painted. Right. Is that diversity means like, OK, I have to have all minorities. And and me and Brian talk about this openly, like we are really, really happy that we bring an entire group. Doesn't matter white, black, female, male. Do, do, it doesn't really yeah, matter. Fully to inclusive. Us. We're all about this team environment yes. to help these entrepreneurs win or to impact these entrepreneurs. So a lot of times, you know, the mindset, if we go back to it, is 
if I'm a minority, I need to go find other minorities to get help from. Well, really, we want to bring different mindsets, right. different ways of approach, different experiences, expertise from anybody who's willing to help. Like we always say, me and Brian always say, look, we're here for whoever wants to get an oar and start paddling in our boat. Right. <laughs> that's and, that, and that's awesome. what entrepreneurs really need right now. So yeah. a lot of times let's get out of this, um, you know, this minority being minority for, you know, and that's, you know, diversity and saying like, no, diversity is everybody is diverse. Yeah. You know, that's the whole right. word. So anyway, so that's what we what we really pride ourselves on is being that whole group uh, for whatever an entrepreneur needs. Yeah, and what we see is coming from the Atlanta tech ecosystem, we really firmly believe this is the most diverse ecosystem in the entire United States in terms of technology, what's going on in the startup and venture ecosystem. There's wonderful nonprofits doing great work here. There are diverse focused co-working spaces. There's just more diverse founders, founders of color than anywhere in the United States. And it's a great place for us to be based. Amazing. Uh, I do have an intro for after the show. I think someone... Um... She's, she's in Atlanta. I actually want to make an intro to a founder. I know she's going to be excited about your organization. Um, tell, tell me about um, the podcast and the, the articles. You, you both have been incredibly active putting yourselves out there. I think 80 plus podcasts and articles so far. Yeah, so we'll tell you a little bit about it. Now, it's funny because, you know, I'm a former athlete. Brian was in the, you know, capital markets for a long time. But believe it or not, Brian is an entertainer at heart. All right. He likes uh, he likes putting stories together and being behind that. And I like being on the camera. And so we really tried to take our, you know, our drive for all for all things media and turn it into positive stories, positive things to go along with what we're doing with Impacted. I mean, you know, my one of my philosophies is if you can entertain and inform, you win. Right? And that's that's kind of how we do it. So we wanted to make sure like we had a, a podcast we did on an IG live called The Mindset, where we brought different entrepreneurs on and athletes on and kind of exposed and talked about the mindset that it takes to be successful in business in the mindset it takes to be successful in sports. And we'll talk about that a little bit later, but they're really the same thing. And so we really enjoyed just really hosting these entrepreneurs, hosting these athletes to see that everybody's saying the same thing, just in a different way. So uh, we were really excited about all of the media that we're doing, especially the podcasts. Yeah, and we also saw that the kind of uh, press, you know, the tech press covers capital raises. And if capital raises are generally going to, the vast majority of the money is generally going to male white founders, then the press that's set up today to cover the tech and startup ecosystem is just not going to be covering as many minority and women founders, just by definition. And so, you know, we felt like we had a great platform. We have over 30 pro athletes. Most of them are very active on social nearly a million social media followers between our 30 athletes. And we felt like we could bring a positive light to these startup founders that are minorities or women or both that are looking to do big things. We felt we could shine a light there. And so in addition to the podcast, we built out a article series that we we borrowed the the slogan for the Falcons. The Falcons slogan here in Atlanta is Falcons Rise Up. So we called it the Rise Up series where we highlighted these amazing early stage founders that are um, minority and women and tried to bring some some light onto all the awesome things that they're doing. You both are helping people win. And, and it really stood out um, what, what you said, Andre, you mentioned 
that with information and entertainment, you win. Is, did I get that correct? Yeah, if you can inform and entertain, you win. That's really nice. I'm, I'm going to carry that forward and um, really wonderful. And you also have a syndicate as well? Yeah, we started investing in deals um, about uh, just about three years ago now. We've invested in 15 different startups around the country. Eight of those have a minority or woman in the founding team. So we're really proud of the fact that more than half of our investment portfolio is diverse. And, um, and we bring together the folks from our group, um, business execs, tech execs, some of the athletes from time to time. And we invest in these startups from C to Series A, Series B. Uh, about half of the investments are in and around entertainment, sports media, esports, and gaming. And about the other half of the investments around what we call human performance, fitness, health and wellness, sports training and performance, all direct to consumer and all areas where we can engage our amazing athlete network to help the companies grow, maybe as brand ambassadors or making content making introductions to pro or college teams. There's so many things we can do to be impactful and help these companies grow. Wonderful. Yeah, I was listening, I told you before, both of you, that I, I was listening to Eric Wallace's interview uh, on the Mindset podcast right before, and I just got totally sucked into it. And he, his background as an NFL athlete and a polymath was so incredibly insightful. I would urge people to listen to the podcast and I would actually, I would actually encourage you both to to really keep the podcast going because you know it's amazing this um, the inspiration I want to want to give that you know shout out. Andre there's so many stories out there of athletes who blow their money after they get yeah, out of the league I've and, heard about and, this. and and this is something that you know that's not the norm right Andre and that's the, not the kind oh, of stories great. we want to tell wonderful it's great to hear that I'm, I'm glad to hear that that's not the norm that's really wonderful so um, and, and how, how, why do you think that the story has such a perpetual negative spin on it? Well, you, the, the story about, you know, with athletes going broke, obviously it's, you know, nobody wants to hear or the mainstream media does not want to hear. Oh, this athlete just drifted off into the sunset of great life and prosperity. Like, <laughs> right. you know, you know, the, Sounds pretty nice. The, right. You know, the, the, the media wants to hear the negative part about it, which I is see. which is, you know, that's just what it is. But um. You know, also the other side of it is you may hear, you know, there's a statement, uh, it's, you know, a statistic, 70% of NFL players go broke within three to five years after they're done playing. Okay. okay. But like, honestly, 70% of anybody who is at a high level, at the highest level right. of their career at right, the age, between right. the ages of 20 and 29 years old. And, and if somebody says that they can never do that occupation or anything related right. to that occupation ever again, guess what? 70 to 80% of anybody who has that happen to them will probably go broke or probably have that happen to them. So it's really not a bad thing. I mean, just think about all the millionaires that are out there right now. I would say a, a lot of them, I wouldn't say the majority, but a lot have filed for bankruptcy in the past. Like you only hear about the go broke part, but you never hear about the afterwards. I have a friend that I'm thinking of right now has a successful construction company. And he filed for bankruptcy three years after he got done playing. Now he's a multimillionaire. So we hear only the negative, but there's a positive spin on it. Yeah, and it seems like you both are building a community where you kind of build a, a knowledge base and a safe space for people to make better life decisions and like transition out of their careers as athletes and, you know, kind of find a purpose beyond that. And that, that's uh, that's really amazing to me. One of our proudest moments, we had it as a, a goal when Andre and I founded this organization was we wanted to see one of the former pro athletes in our group 
take a full-time job with one of the startups that we invested in. We wanted oh, to see cool. that, you know, we wanted to see it go beyond just a transaction into yeah. a full-time opportunity. And uh, last year, one of Andre's former teammates with the Detroit Lions, Don Cor Hardy, who was a D lineman with Andre at the Lions, took a full-time job with one of our startups, fan-controlled football. And that was such an exciting moment for us because we'd been hunting for that for over a year and we were waiting for that opportunity to happen. And when it did, it's been transformational for him. Doncor had gotten into uh, a, a job working at a bank that he hated. It was not what he wanted to oh, do, but gosh. it was how he had to pay the bills. And now he's doing a job that he absolutely loves in a startup that is just a rocket ship. Oh, um, so awesome. Okay, let's move forward and to, to keep pace on time here. Let's move forward into odds of success. And um, I want to get into the the athlete mindset, which I think you both have highlighted a bit. If you could help me understand what 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 makes an athlete from a psychology perspective or an emotional perspective, that'd be great. Yeah, we always say, you know, an athlete has the innate ability to, you know, beat adversity, has a has the grit and determination that no matter what odds there are they're going to find a way to win i mean it's just just the mindset of an athlete is perfect for every phase of entrepreneurship but one thing that athletes really don't have is a process right for business post-career and that's kind of where we kind of we come in because if you know somebody goes tells goes and tells me hey andre you have to get up to 300 pounds and you have to be able to run 10 sprints while well, i have a process i know exactly how to do that because i've been doing that my whole life but if somebody says hey andre you need to build a successful business you need to start a new llc you need to see if it's a c corp or s corp like i don't necessarily know those things because yeah. i've never had the process right and so when you can get an athlete to have a process in business all those intangibles that mindset that hustle that drive that determination that ability to defeat adversity all of that can come into a process and you will see that athlete be successful so that's what we always talk about the mindset you know everything to me starts in the mind and everything on the exterior is a result of what's in the mind on the inside so that's where we come in with beyond the game we get excited when we see these athletes like a don core hardy be able to put his mental processes into that new job. Yeah, and it's exactly what uh, it's exactly what we look for in startup founders. You know, listen to any venture capitalist uh, describe what they want to see, the qualities that they want to see in a startup founder, and it's it's grit and determination, it's willingness to pick yourself up when you get knocked back down, it's you know being able to crash through the brick walls to the other that's, side, and and be able to be coachable and take advice, and oh my God, it just lines up exactly with the. Experience experiences that Andre had, whether it was his college ball or his pro days in the NFL, it's exactly the same things that you're looking for. We think athletes can make awesome startup founders. Uh, amazing. Okay. So I, I want to just say this anecdotally, I put out a poll on, on Twitter and also on LinkedIn and got something like 200 different people voting on the poll. And the question was, what is the core factor that drives success? And I asked, is it ambition or is it um, grit or is it focus? And outstandingly on both platforms, people said grit, but I love how you added grit and determination. It's kind of an interesting like addition to that idea. Tell me more about like doing something hard. Like how, for founders, are they usually, they're usually prepared to do something hard, but do you ever see cases where they're not? Maybe they don't necessarily understand the level of grit and determination they need. Yeah, we find that especially in first-time founders, especially coming from 
you know, under un, underprivileged backgrounds. They just don't have someone to model that behavior against. They don't. They didn't go to Stanford. Uh, they didn't have uh, ten startup founders as professors who could talk them through exactly what to expect. Uh, they don't have a whole bunch of angel investors in their personal network who ran startups that can advise them. And, you know, we find that um, they have all the characteristics they need. They just need that help to understand how to get started. And that's someplace where we're really passionate about working with those types of founders. We see that more and more with young founders here in Atlanta coming out of diverse schools. You know, there's strong entrepreneurship programs at very diverse universities like Georgia State University, which is based here in Atlanta, the HBCUs that are here, and uh, and it's something that we're excited about. So, in effect, um, to my understanding, you're kind of you're kind of uh, lowering the odds of failure, or you're kind of increasing the odds of success by you know, going into the coachability aspect. Um, you know, giving people that intro information to help them level up. It sounds like. Yeah, you know, that's really the. Uh the whole basis upon what we do. Like, you know, again, I'll go back to football. When I went into the football room, like when I went to the locker room, or I went into the field house or where if I had workouts that day, I didn't really have to think about, okay, how many times do I have to squat? You know, I didn't have to think about what's practice going to be like today. What's the schedule going to be like today? Like I didn't have to think about these things because there was somebody in place that already had those things done. Right. Entrepreneurs yeah. are trying to do all those things and it's almost impossible especially if you don't know what you're doing as an entrepreneur so what we try to do is we try to set up an environment to where somebody like brian okay brian is a master and master of finances so he can help on the financial side me i believe i'm a master in mindset i can help on the mindset side you know and there's other people who are in place and we can give them access to to build that team around that entrepreneur. So that's one of our big goals. Excellent. Okay, well, let's keep moving forward into section three on the future of entertainment. Um, again, I'm so inspired by both of you and um, you're getting me so motivated to, to really be better at my own work as well. So thank you. Um, let's, talk, let's talk about the future of entertainment surrounding gatekeeping. Um, that's kind of what we wanted to open the conversation into. Yeah, the world has changed so much with the emergence of social media and direct-to-consumer platforms. You know, go back 20, 30 years. If you wanted to produce entertainment, TV, movies, shows, any type of entertainment, uh, you had to go through the gatekeepers. And those gatekeepers were the TV and movie studio executives, the radio station executives. They controlled the keys to reaching the consumer. And that has completely changed over the last decade. Now anyone can start a podcast. Anyone can start a YouTube channel. Anyone can go live on TikTok. And no one can stop you. Um, and the amazing part about that is for the athletes that we work with on a day-to-day -day basis, they come into the entertainment space already having an audience. That audience came from their college days and their fans of their college program, and that came from their pro days and their fans of the Detroit Lions or the other teams that they played for. And so the athletes in our group have just got a leg up to be able to go right to their fans and to start producing content. And it's just, a, it's amazing the change and it's allowed for a much more diverse group of content creators to emerge. And tell, tell me about the athlete influencer. Um, what, what are some types of um, verticals that you found that athlete influencers can be, for one, more influential, more positively impactful, but also maybe in terms of aligning with your businesses? Are there certain verticals where, where athlete influencers are more supportive at times? Yeah, of course. You know, just you, we think about athletics and fitness. Um, as a former player, 
I mean, that's just totally a, a line, right? Like, we you know, still, most of the former players we play still work out all the time, you know, still in phenomenal shape because, again, we go back to that process that they've had. It's just yes. ingrained. And so to have a fitness or, you know, a fitness brand would be perfectly aligned for an athlete. And that's what we try to do. We try to find things that fit for an athlete and we don't want to really find things that don't fit for an athlete, right? Like there's no point of me wanting to, you know, to advertise or be an influencer for a makeup brand or whatever it might be right. because it just doesn't fit me, right? Well, makes sense, but it doesn't fit me. So what we just try to do is we try to make sure that we one, know the athlete, know what their, you know, passions are. And two, if there's a startup that we've that we've invested in or been working with, we say, hey, here's an opportunity to work with this startup or work with this company and we bring it to the athletes. And that's what I love about what we do is because look, there's a, these are some opportunities that athletes might never have because they didn't have the exposure to it. And we're just trying to get them exposed to different things, especially with social media now, to different things to be able to help their brand and help their value. Wonderful. Yeah. If you look back in the past, right, athletes primarily were moving into content around their sport. You know, they become broadcasters or TV news station people or things of that nature. And every now and again, they would cross over and get into, uh, you know, major motion pictures or television or lifestyle content. Uh, but the ability now to to really take the things that you're passionate about and get and find an audience for that, it could be anything. It could be social impact issues. It could be sports gambling. It could be fitness, as Andre spoke about. Uh, it could be uh, we have one athlete in our group that has started making furniture and creating content around the furniture that he's creating. He loves working with woodwork. Um, it can go anywhere you want to go and whatever you're passionate and excited about. And that's the really amazing thing. You know, a lot of athletes in the past have always have spent time and Andre spent time as a motivational speaker. There's so much ability for athletes to find the things that are important to them and find the audience for that now. And um, you, you both have invested in Eight Sleep, Aura Ring, Future.co uh, in kind of the sleep measured self and fitness areas. Um, for each of you, which, which startups have you backed um, in the syndicate or personally that get you really excited and or Andre, the types of companies you want to promote as an influencer yourself? Definitely, definitely eight sleep because I love sleeping. All right. And, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, eight sleep has this cool bed that it heats and cools based upon, you know, your personality, and how you are. So I'm a person that does not like being hot. So one side of the bed cools down. I love the product, but also I love the fact that I'm able to be an influencer for them because sleep is fitness, as they say. And that's a part of fitness. That's just as important part of fitness as anything else. So eight sleep is probably one of my favorites that we've invested in so far, uh, just because there's so many opportunities in the sleep space and sleep fitness, as they call it, that seem to be untapped. Well, Zeka, I love all my children equally, uh, you can't and say I that. love all my startups <laughs> equally, but I will highlight definitely the craziest and most fun I we referred to briefly was the fan-controlled football league. Oh, wait, the, the fan-controlled? Fan-controlled football, FCF. So this is NFL Madden video game meets real-life football. It's seven-on-seven seven arena tackle football with real players. Really, real qualified players, but the fans watch this games live on Twitch and vote every single play what play the offense should run. 
So it's wow. like playing the Madden video game with real human beings who then go out and execute the plays. Are you joking? This is an actual physical game people are playing, but then the viewers are participating di- uh, remotely digitally. Absolutely. They That's played their first season amazing. live from February to, Mar- to April uh, earlier this year. Season two will start in February of next year. And the amazing part was the games were here in Atlanta. Um, And then, uh, so we were able to attend the games and check them all out. It looks like they're going to be here for season two and three. Uh, Each of the teams are owned by groups of influencers with folks from athletes and, and social media and traditional TV and comedy and all kinds of amazing people involved from Marshawn Lynch and Richard Sherman to... Uh, video gaming people like uh, Greg Miller from Kind of Funny uh, to music, Quavo from the Migos owns one of the teams. So it's it's an amazing mix of people and definitely the most fun startup we've been involved in. Well, I, this is, this sounds really fun as well. And by the way, I wanted to mention, this is pretty wild. I think I read something, Eight Sleep is trying to do research to predict whether or not a person may be diagnosed with cancer or something like that, which is really wild. Have you heard about this? Yeah, yeah. While you're laying on the bed, the bed is lined with sensors that are more sensitive than a stethoscope. They can read your heart rate simply by lying down on the bed. And the plan for the company is to install even more sophisticated medical grade sensors that are going to be able to basically scan your body while you sleep and check your health situation and you'll wake up in the morning and the app will alert you to an issue that you need to get off to see your doctor about that's where they're going they're not there today but that's the long-term vision why should you spend eight hours on that bed and not know more about your body they feel like they can do so much with that time i just feel like there's so many insights for me i'm just getting so motivated by both of you it's just tremendous just uh yeah really a nice way to start the day So tell me about the future and kind of where you both see things going for yourselves, the types of companies you want to back, um, sort of uh, the industries that that are also starting to get you more excited. Can you share more with the audience? And again, thank you. Thank you both for being on the show. Yeah, man, absolutely. So for me on the athlete side um, is I just look at I really want every athlete to be part of our group, every athlete that fits our mold. Like not everyone wants to be an entrepreneur, even has interest in investing and things like that. But I look at beyond the game and we could be in multiple cities, multiple major markets all around the country. And then just having these, you know, we because we did used to do live events where we had, you know, all of our athletes in Atlanta and our investor folks and our startup founders. And we do these big events and everybody got so much from each other, just like we're all getting a lot from each other on, on this podcast. Thank you. And so I just see that, you know, in multiple cities and then every year, maybe at the Super Bowl, have one big event where all the athletes come out, all the business executives come out, all the investors come out and we just do these huge events where we all come together to learn about what's going on in the space. And that's really the thing. And it's just the whole educational piece, because I think athletes are missing a lot of time on just the knowledge of what's out there and not because we're dumb. It's just really because it's just not informed. And so we want to be that place where athletes can come and be informed and inspired, just like you're being inspired today. uh, So they can go into greater things. So that's my big vision for beyond the game would be that. Well, I'm, I'm going to raise my hand. Hopefully I can get an invite. It's, uh, it'd be wild. That sounds great. 
Yeah, and absolutely. Beyond the events business, it's just that serendipity of bringing people together uh, in, 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 in real world where possible and starting to feel like that's going to be possible again here hopefully soon and, and, and virtually where needed. And in terms of the investment side, to finish off the rest of your question, you know, we continue to look uh, to invest around a number of key themes. You know, we really believe in this uh, direct-to-consumer media. We've made a number of investments in places where uh, companies are creating ways for people to come direct to the consumer. We are big fans of uh, mobile phone gaming. We've made three investments in mobile phone game developers. We're seeing incredibly interesting things around the introduction of uh, crypto, blockchain, and NFT into the gaming space. There's amazing hits happening there. Two of our companies are doing that. Um, we love the concept of sensors and wearables that allow you to better know your body and also better train your body. Um, and like so Aura we Ring. made Aura Ring, uh, Eight Sleep, um, Future works on creating personalized training programs. We're looking for more ways to give people better ways to understand their body and to be their best selves. Um, so those are some of the big key themes that we've been investing around and we're continuing to look for new startups all the time in those areas. Thank you, gentlemen. I hope you have a wonderful day. We've had amazing guests on the show and I'm very grateful for all of your support. The show is now available on pretty much all the platforms. We would love any positive feedback you could give on iTunes especially. Leave us a review and keep listening. Appreciate it.